Podcast Network, I guess. Uh, one of the flagship podcasts of this new yet network. Uh, as always, I am DJ Chef Salad. And I am Scotty Ubermensch-Mancher. And uh, thrilled to be a part of GYPR. And um, it's it's resurgence here. It's it's been on a this long podcast. Time. Yeah, we we've been we've been trying to get this together, and I'm glad it's finally happening. A um, little background, you know, this show for those who have not listened in previously, uh, this show was done live for a number of years on Golden String Radio, uh, but now we're 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 launching a podcast network, and uh, this is this is the form it's taken. Um, I myself. Uh, I guess for both of us, we're just big movie fans. We're television fans, and uh, that we just like to talk about it. And uh, hopefully, you like to listen to us talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's was. Uh, I mean, I remember when we first started it. I think it was uh, like early to mid twenty fifteen when uh, we first got it underway, or maybe late twenty fifteen, but. Um, I just thought it would be great with us just watching so much TV and having a lot in uh, common. I was just really stoked about it at the onset, and I'm excited more than ever now for this inaugural podcast episode. Good, man. Likewise. Likewise. Um, For the uninitiated, uh, again, if you've not, if you're not familiar with this, Golden String uh, is part of a not-for-profit organization in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, that aids adults with disabilities. So that's uh, we, we try to infuse a lot of that into our uh, this new podcast network and making sure that that's on display. Um, so check us out at goldenstringradio.org or goldenstringinc.org at your convenience. Well, just right off the bat, man, I mean, we haven't had a show in a while, so um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about, like, what you've been watching lately, just doing some catch-up? It's, it's a strange time because it's right now it's December 2020, uh, and, and for posterity's sake, we're in the grips of a global pandemic, so movie theaters have not really been a thing, and the movie studios don't really know what they're doing. Um, so, I mean, just seeing new movies, it's been a, it's been sort of a Herculean task to do that. So how have you been taking in, you know, your movies and TV, what you've been watching? Um, well, it's been, to be quite honest with you, it's been a while since I, uh, watched, well, I, I watched a couple here and there, but I haven't watched as many movies lately uh, it's it's been more um just tv shows for me series i i did see an, a thing where uh, radar shared an article our friend radar and it was warner brothers and yes. he said a lot of those are going to uh hbo max which is huge uh, i 
yeah that's huge i definitely wanted to talk about that yeah for for sure so that's huge but um on your recommendation uh chef salad i've been i've just been watching a lot of friday night lights um the television series recently and uh i'm all the way i'm into the last season now a few episodes in um so i'm really i'm really liking it a lot it's it it had to be hard dave after season three like to just completely not completely flip the narrative but you knew there was gonna be a lot of changes but with the storylines and stuff i i really like how they like picked it up again um and how coach taylor how he starts coaching at east england i i just i don't know i i think the writing on that show is just uh those create the creators man were just really smart and savvy with that and i don't even know who those showrunners are um to be honest i you know and, and i just finished a rewatch too we were sort of watching it together um and i didn't pay attention so i don't know what they went on to do but um yeah that i, I really like friday night lights for a network uh show to be that good it, it's it's sort of um not it's not common that a show's that good and has a run that's that good but yeah, you're on the last season already. You, you've been you've been sprinting. Yeah, for for sure. Um, it's I've been watching about uh, for a stretch here. I've been watching a good uh, two episodes a night. I think when you were blowing through it recently, it just I'm like, man, I I just gotta keep watching these now because I wanna know what happens, but uh. For all the episodes they they put out in the show too, like I remember season one was like twenty one or twenty two episodes, and like so much happened in uh, in one season. Uh, then the other seasons were a bit um, shorter, but you still got a lot that goes on from uh, season one to uh season five like there's so much happens within the season you almost kind of forget what season you're you're watching but i don't really ever feel like when i'm watching these episodes you know when you're watching a series and there's the filler episodes with friday night lights it's not really like to me there hasn't been like too many of those filler episodes where you know it's just ho hum middle of the road and that's what i really like about yeah, it they really keep the story moving um they, they they were really good at that especially you know the first season having 24 25 episodes that's tough to do um, but yeah i feel the same way it's a lot of it's a lot of uh momentum behind all of those episodes um I guess just to take turns, uh, I just finished up The Undoing on HBO, which I really enjoyed. Did you get to start that? I, I did not um, start it yet. I know me and my dad would start it soon. We're trying to get 
HBO Max. We're, we're trying to sign up on the TV in my room because I have everything set up on my computer. Like, I have your login. I can watch it anytime. But that's something I did uh, want to watch with my dad since we've recently um, just finished Fargo and we're looking for oh. something new so the undoing would be that that's next on our list yeah highly recommend it um you know I, i'm a big fan of the limited series which is a huge thing now in television um the long form story uh and this is a, a tight six episodes uh nicole kidman and hugh grant donald sutherland and uh who i believe is a newcomer noah jupe um really good performances donald sutherland takes the cake uh, but really surprising turn from Hugh Grant, especially uh, towards the end of the series. I was really impressed with him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, if you like your thrillers, if you like your whodunits, um, this is this is a good one. Uh, so I'd recommend that. And it, it it's about the it's about Nicole Kim and the husband, right? And um, the kind of she she thinks he kind of sets off something that could be horrible yeah it's it's uh i mean there's a there's a murder um someone's horrifically murdered and all all evidence is pointing to him and he's uh, asserting his innocence and it's just one of those uh, you know the evidence leads you one way and there's cliffhangers after the episodes and what have you and you're you're constantly on the edge of your seat uh, and I think it did a really good job of, of really uh, misdirecting you throughout. I going into the last episode, I didn't have an idea of who who might have been behind it, uh, and I, I think it wrapped up really good. Is it is it one of those? Would you like given given time, Dave? Is it one of those that you would consider like watching again, like? you liked it that much or, or is it one of those like um sharp objects a few years ago where like you know everything by the end of it it was all right like the what we were waiting for was revealed the mystery was kind of over so like sharp objects it's it's not gonna age well uh but with the undoing can you see yourself down the road watching it again or do you think it was just a one-timer that was really exceptional uh more akin to sharp objects yeah i don't i don't as of right now of course it's still really fresh but i don't see myself watching it again um whereas the likes of another hbo show um uh, like the night of, which I thought was great, which I really want to rewatch now that I've got some time in between it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it was a, a really good ride. I don't see myself watching it again. Okay, uh, just just curious there, because uh, Sharp Objects was one like I thought about watching it again, and then I'm like, yeah, it just. I don't I don't think I'll gain much from it, so I just haven't watched that again. But uh and a lot of the same elements because that was another show that really had you guessing until the end and then you get the conclusion 
and it's like, oh, I want to go back and see like how they put the breadcrumbs out and see the hints and see how the killer was acting throughout. Um, undoing is, is sort of like that as well, but you know, it's it's just not really enough there to invest the six hours again just yet. And it's what you mentioned, uh, uh, Donald Sutherland, how you know you you thought he did a a really a really good job as as part of the series, part of the show, the undoing. Um, I just was curious here. Do do you feel like Nicole Kidman, like she's just okay? But do you feel like there's a like a ceiling with Nicole Kidman? Like she's more than serviceable, but not outstanding. She's kind of just part of a lot of these HBO shows. Or did you think her performance was, you know, superb? You know, with Nicole Kidman, I've never been a massive fan. Um, and, you know, she's she's definitely a competent actor. She's um, And she was good in this. She was definitely good in this. She's never blown me away. Um, and, and same here in, in this show. I'm trying to think of a role that stands out for Nicole Kidman. I can't think of really anything. I liked her a lot in um, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, but it, it's all like a pretty flat, monotone character that she plays, and it's not a lot of range. Yeah, I I kind of get the uh, the the same feeling there. Uh, I mean, I liked her. You mentioned killing of a sacred deer. I thought she did a uh, overall. Um, a very good job in that film, but like Eyes Wide Shut is another one where I thought she was good, solid, but I I thought like Tom Cruise, to me he was like the like the star of that movie, even though I'm not like a huge Tom Cruise fan, but but it, it feels like she is always playing the wife of someone. Um, and, and these three roles in particular, I mean, I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and she's got a lot of movies that I haven't seen, so it's not entirely fair of me to say that. But the things that I've seen her in, she's almost playing the same character. Yeah, and I think we we've talked about it on GYPRs of the past, like people that you know they they find what they're good at they find their bread and butter it's like you know you you think good for them they they could do it but it's it's the guys that have range uh that we guys or women that have range that we've talked about in the past uh me and Melissa just recently did a list where we went through our favorite actors and actresses. And for the ladies, Nicole Kidman did make mine, uh, barely, but she did make mine. Um, it, it was because she's very good in the, you know, playing the wife. But the reason I didn't ever as high is because I feel like she doesn't have as much range as somebody like a 
Philip Seymour Hoffman or uh, or a Joaquin Phoenix who I had really high up on the list and uh I think even somebody like Scarlett Johansson or Amy Adams I I think quite honestly Dave in my opinion those are two examples of women that have a little more range in my mind yeah I mean and it's not even just a a male-female comparison Uh, I I think those are just um, just better actors you know Uh, I think their range and their their catalog uh, has shown that they they have the chops Um, and again uh, Nicole Kidman has done a ton of work, a lot of which I haven't seen, so I need to put that disclaimer in there. Yeah, I I know I I didn't know where you wanted to move next on this, and I know and and I agree that it's best that we keep these episodes at about a half hour. But another one I wa- I recently watched. A show I watched on your recommendation, uh, Dave, was uh, Waco on uh, Netflix. Oh, I didn't know and, you watched Waco. Yeah, I I watched it and uh, complete have watched it all the way through, and uh, I gotta say that cast. We talked about it a little bit at work before I went into uh, quarantine at home here and. I got to say the cast is just loaded and they all, I I thought they all did a really fine job. I think it's weird seeing the the main lead. I I know his first name's uh, Taylor. I I forget. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Okay. Yeah. It was weird seeing him like not as, Tim Riggins on Friday Night Lights like at first but I think you're the one that said it Dave um recently you you said how he makes you forget about that character really quick like he he does a good job uh, playing um David Koresh uh and I I'm a little bit younger than you, Dave, so I don't remember hearing about Waco. So it was uh, very enlightening for me. But um, plenty of people that we've given praise before, like Michael Shannon, you had um, Macaulay Culkin's uh, brother, you've had, um, again, I'm, I'm bad with some guys names but he's been in a lot he was in um he was in uh true detective he was in boardwalk empire uh playing Nucky's brother eli yeah yeah so it Uh, was paul sparks Uh, i forget his he was steve and waco but he was also in um boardwalk empire and it took me forever to place where I knew him from, and I, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy he played in, in Boardwalk Empire. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up now, but yeah, he was really good in it too. Yeah, he was really good. I can't. I'm. I'm. 
blanking on it too, and I did know his name. Mickey Doyle. Uh, Mickey Doyle, that's right, yeah. Uh, he was just kind of like a, he was pretty goofy, his yeah. character. Yeah, and to be in the play, it's so straight in, in Waco. Uh, it, it, it threw me for a loop. I could not place him to save my life. Um, but I'm really starting to notice Julia Garner, who um, I first noticed from Ozark. Uh, she was really good in this. Uh, Rory Culkin, like you mentioned. Um, John Leguizamo, who's, you know, he's got quite the catalog. Um, so, yeah, a lot of really good performances. And Taylor Kish, you know, first thing you notice is the physical transformation. If you're coming right off of Friday Night Lights and then watching him in this, that's the first thing you notice. But by the time this is over, you, you don't even think about his Friday Night Lights anymore. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned, Julie, is it Julie Garner that yeah, Julie. Played, in, played in uh Ozark? Um, I thought uh, she, I thought overall, um, and I've only seen her in Ozark and, in, and then in Waco, but I thought um, she, the, the more I see her, I, I'm thinking the more I like her, the more I get to see her. Yeah, I wasn't a fan so. in, in um in Ozark, but that's just because I didn't like any of the characters in Ozark or included. Yeah, they're they're all pretty uh kind of, you know, just despa they're they're just annoying. I don't know. Yeah, there's annoying it's it's I don't know, it's yeah, it's a good show. I did like it, but um kinda just really hated everybody in it. Yeah, uh that'll be coming I I know the the next season will be the last. Uh, I know you you stopped uh, watching. Uh, and I don't like. There's people out there that think it's a great show. Uh, I wouldn't call it a great show, and but you're all it's. Caught up? I, I am all caught up, and uh, it's it's solid. It's something that. You don't have much to watch. It's it's not a bad show, but I don't think it's outstanding. Like uh, so many people, friends I know, uh, have said about about Ozark. But um, when it Waco, I I uh, was really the the end and everything that happened um, with with the FBI and everything and all the children that ended up passing away, none of them made it uh, out of there. It's, uh, I don't know, to me, man, that that ending was, was really hard to watch. Maybe it was easier for you, Dave, because you knew about Waco going in, but to me, man, that that ending was brutal. Yeah, and 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 you know, even knowing the how it ultimately uh, played out, you know, uh, being given a lens into the compound for all those weeks, um, and and getting to know the people, and of course, it's fictionalized, but it's based on books written by people on both sides. So I I, I like to think that it's pretty accurate. Um, but it was really affecting. It was really affecting. It was it was you know very competent um, 
writing and, and, and cinematography. Uh, so it was really affecting and uh, watching that ending. Uh, for sure. And uh, it's something I think when I like thinking about um, the, just this entire year and, and everything that's happened and like living through a, a pandemic. Um, it's, I don't know, Waco was one of those shows, man, like you, you put on because uh, in a lot of ways there's nothing else to do in, in the middle of a pandemic, but it's one of those shows much like I thought Mindhunter was on Netflix Dave where I put it on even though Waco was a mini series and you're like man I'm zoomed in like I, I'm perfectly fine with even though it's a pandemic like I could still I still love my movies and television so I'm okay so it's like almost like you take some comfort in in uh that not that it's a feel good show but <laughs> it's just man that one was it was hard because i wanted to savor the episode so i was going i was watching one a day it's all i watched so it was one a day and i think there was six so it took six days but i'm like man that's it like i don't know i thought it was a outstanding uh show good 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 um yeah uh well real quick let, let's let's talk a, a bit about this um um this deal that hbo has with warner brothers because it's it's pretty huge and i'm very excited about it um you know going into the pandemic and how all the movies were being pushed back we talked a bit about how the movie going ex experience was going to have to change um and i said that I was hoping something like this would come about, and it took longer than I expected. But this from Vanity Fair. Uh, next year, moviegoers who want to enjoy Dune, The Matrix 4, The Suicide Squad, In the Heights, and Space Jam, A New Legacy, won't have to travel very far for the privilege in an industry-changing maneuver that would have seen, seemed unimaginable at this time last year. Warner Media announced Thursday that Warner Brothers plans to distribute its entire film slate simultaneously in theaters and via the Warner Media streaming platform HBO Max. So that is huge. Um, and we heard we heard this last month that uh, uh, Wonder Woman 84 was going to be uh, released on Christmas on HBO Go as well as in theaters. Uh, which I, I was really excited about, even though I'm not a huge Wonder Woman fan or a DC Universe fan. Um, but just the precedent that it set made me very excited. And now hearing this deal with, with Warner Brothers, like The Matrix 4, Suicide Squad, like that, that's, that's, that's like super exciting. Uh, I think so uh, too, very, very much so. Uh, you said how and I I totally agree because we we have several conversations about it how like the, probably the the movie goat experience has been uh changed in in some ways 
forever because of this uh, pandemic. But I, I, I'm very excited about this as we go forward here, uh, Dave. And I, I think we've seen some little things like uh, I know uh, Disney Plus, they were offering like you could uh, buy Mulan, what was it, like 20 or $30? 30 bucks, which I think is uh, an offense. It's an affront to the, the, the whole movie going experience. 20 bucks is my, my ceiling. I'll yeah, I think. Yeah, I think twenty bucks is you know that that's reasonable. Uh, if if I'm talking ideal, I honestly think it should be uh, ten, may, maybe fifteen if you're maxing for ideal. Uh, but uh, yeah, thirty's pretty steep. I mean, you're definitely if you're gonna pay thirty, you better be having like a kind of a movie party and <laughs> watching it in, yeah yeah I'm, I'm fine with 20 uh, i mean being that you get to see it uh, the precedent has been 48 hours you get to watch it as many times as you want if you're in a household with more people um so that's fair 20 bucks i, I think that's reasonable um 30 is probably also reasonable if you have three four people in the house especially kids and who've been locked down for months but uh, I'm, I'm just like, like i don't want to feed into that because where does it stop yeah are they just gonna you know where do they because if people would pay it for 30 like who's to say they're they're not gonna start raising it even more so because it will eventually it will get but that's the huge thing about this HBO deal is because they're they're not charging any surplus. If you have an HBO Go subscription or an HBO Max subscription, rather, uh, you get to watch all these movies with your subscription. And then then that um, happen with you as far as uh, what was it movie pass because you had movie pass and then they movie. keep raising the prices and. No, I think they only tried to raise the price once. Um, they did oh, okay. add a bunch of stipulations, like because it was originally you could watch um, essentially a movie a day. You could watch a movie every twenty-four hours. Then they added like what were considered uh, premium movies, where you could only watch um, like you had to wait a couple weeks before like the big blockbusters, and then like other stipulations. But the price remained the same until the very end. Um, but that was already when the writing was on the wall about movie pass. Uh, okay. Well, so yeah, that's not horrible then. But th- like you said, all those stipulations, like uh, I, I don't know. I I agree with like it. It just didn't end up being worth it to you. Yeah, uh, it it was it was an absolute steal, you know. At uh, the beginning, yeah. Uh, so I'm not mad about it. I got to see a lot of good movies for really cheap, uh, and even after that, I I signed up for um, um, Cinemark, uh, whatever their subscription is, um, which you got uh, one free movie a month. You got cheaper additional tickets if you took people. 
and you got cheaper concessions, but the movies, the free movies rolled over. So if you didn't see a movie one month, you got another free movie on top of it. Um, and that was, what, nine bucks a month. I think that's even a good deal. You know, not hardly as good as MoviePass, but uh, it's still worth it if you're, you're a movie uh, aficionado like you and I. Um, and I'm not sure if we, we may be, we're probably getting close to wrapping up here on time, but I just had something quick. I was wondering your thoughts, because I know it's one of Melissa's favorite sci-fi movies of all time, the, the original, and I just, I just wanted your thoughts on, uh, on the Matrix 4, are you uh, intrigued by what's your interest level? And then on top of that, John Wick uh, 4, which from what I've heard, there, there's going to be a 4. Do you think they could keep that rolling? Or do you think there comes a point where it might be driven into the ground? Um. To answer the second question first, John Wick, I, I am into John Wick 4. I think they should probably wrap it up after this one or maybe a 5. But um, they are expanding the John Wick universe because it's a really fleshed out universe that I would like to see a lot more of. The, the different factions and the different roles. It's really imaginative. Uh, so I, I want to see more of the universe. And I think there was supposed to be a show um, based on some other agent inside some faction uh, that was going to be on the, on the networks. Uh, but I want to see more stuff like that, like even comic books, which I think they might already have, or something. That that universe is, is rife for the picking. Um, Matrix 4, yeah, I'm very intrigued. Uh, I, I, I love the premise of the Matrix. You know, number two and number three weren't quite up to par with the first one, but the, the original Matrix was one of my favorite movie-going experiences, probably the first movie that I've seen multiple times in the theater. Um, so I want to see what the Wachowski siblings are going to do uh, going forward because, I, I mean, I just have the highest hopes for it. I want it to be good, so I'm rooting for it. See, I don't really... I would have to go back and re rewatch The Matrix because I just don't recall much from it, the, so the original. Now, and it's so... It's so imitated um, that I'm not sure how much you're going to get from that because you got to understand that movie was groundbreaking from the special effects to even the the, um, the, the concept. It was high concept sci-fi and it's been ripped off so much that I don't know, like re-watching it, if it's going to be as impressive. Yeah, if it, will, if it will really do anything at all uh, for me. I do. I I remember telling you about this uh, a while back, but I I used to play. I had the video game, and uh, I thought the video game was pretty badass. I thought it was fun. I did like the video game. I liked all the supplementary stuff they did, um, like the video game tie-in, the the animatrix. They did some cool stuff in universe um, with the Matrix, and I hope they do that again because. Uh, you know, there's a lot more that can be done with it nowadays. Uh, on that note, I think we should wrap up this uh, inaugural episode of Get Your Popcorn Ready on Golden String Podcast Network. Uh, I had fun. I did too, man. I, I, um, 
I always, like, going into this, I wasn't sure. I know you mentioned possibly before we did this about going over uh, some of our favorites, uh, whether it was favorite movies or, or actors or stuff out now, whether it's television or movies. So I wasn't sure where we were going to go, but I thought this was a good... Uh, good start for us here um for the first show and i think it's only gonna get better man i'm stoked i hope so uh, it can't get any worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you you wouldn't think i mean uh especially with the pandemic and everything that's going on um you would think from this point on we're we're golden but uh thanks man for letting me be a part of this the inaugural episode and i'm just more than amped up stoked for what we're gonna do in the future awesome awesome well well, stay tuned people because uh there will be more uh from myself and, and uber minch um, so uh, thanks for listening.